One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi Dave, how are you mate? Alright Tom, yeah I'm fine, I'm alright, it's you I'm worried about fella. I've had to change the intro music. Why? That's just too impactful mate. It's like, you know, you need someone like Jim Telfer, like Greenwood, mm. Ugo, Warburton, like to speak after it. And yeah. We're just faking it mate. You know, so. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a massive anti-climax aren't we? You get this, you get this quality like sound sting. And then it's just, you know, you, you get people up and you just bring them straight back down. So, you know, I'm sick. I'm sick of faking it anymore. So that's why. So we got back to fun stuff. All right. All right. You wouldn't have heard it yet because no, I've, I I've, li- no. I've literally just done it. But it's a lot like Steptoe and Son. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you know. You, yeah. you know that little video I did of you. The little highlights video I done of you once of a with a potbelly pig. Yeah. 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 Oh, bosh. Step. Hands. Chip. Yeah. Chase. All of yeah, that. It was out of order. It was fat shaming. It was fine. <laughs> well, you bald yeah. shame me. Um, and skin shame me. I don't skin shame you. Yeah, you do. Do I? When? Yeah. All the time. You. You. You, oh. you say you like I'm, I'm squid like. Calamari like, ghost like, calamari. Who was it that called you calamari? Oh, it was Califano, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Was it Christian calamari? <laughs> and and Toma Castanier. Yeah, sorry to name yeah, drop. Good fellas. One. Yeah, that's all right. Good. And Tim Horan always called me flats. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> Tim um, Horan called me flatsy. Oh. I uh, I FaceTimed him the other day, drunk. What am I Did like? You? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> so my, Did he answer? So, 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 I was at my mate's dad's funeral, and we just we'd hammered it. And yeah, he answered. Of course, he did. He was on his what farm. He was on his farm. He's showing me his farm. I can't. I can't really remember it. But the next day, I got loads of photos through of his farm. I was like, "Oh, brilliant! Thanks. Cool. Nice farm, yeah. mate." Just deleted it. Oh, he's got a farmer's eat to me. Yeah, of course he has. He wanted to get into dry cleaning. He wanted to have like a laundrette. So that was his plan after rugby. Yeah, which says to me, money laundering. <laughs> yeah, exactly what it says to me. Um, drug cartel. Yeah. Um, he, um, John Connolly, the Aussie boss we had at Bath for years, who went on to be Wallabies head coach, maybe twice actually, at least once. 
He had a taxi firm. I know mm. that. He had a taxi firm, I think, in Sydney. Yeah, anything like that. Snooker halls, uh, some bed shops. I tried to, not try to, I looked at buying um, a couple of burger vans in Bath a few years ago. What would you call it? Well, it's already there. It, basically, it's called Mr. D's and they've got a shop and a couple of bur- and burger vans, whatever, but they like they do really well. Yeah. Anyway, a friend of mine said, "Look, I know the owner. He might be looking to sell." And I was like, "Well, look, I don't know anything about it, but let me let's have a coffee and whatever." And we had a chat, and I got there, and he was like, oh, I'm I'm flats, yeah." I was like, he goes, "Yeah, just so you know, I'm not selling the business." Mm. I said, "All oh, right, but I'll talk to you about it if you want." I said, "But you're not selling it, no." So it's just one coffee that day. If there's something uh, I could imagine you doing, like just purely on you know your your look, your facade, it would be either burger van or a butcher. Yeah, mm. like Steve or Spears. a shot putter. You know, if we're talking sport. Well, Rob Buchanan, the Quinns former Quinns hooker, he's got a butcher in um, butchers, butchery, butchers, butcher shop, meat shop in um, Southwest London, and I've had some stuff from him, and it's properly good. Mm. By the way, I paid for it. I paid for it, Tommy. Very, very good, and it looks really cool. So I think he's doing really well. You know, yeah. you get a lot of stuff for free when you've got to remind people that you pay for it. No, but you always have a dig. You always have a dig. I don't have a dig. I just facts, don't mate. I don't get a lot of stuff for free anyway. Did you know I went to a place in Japan during the World Cup called Whoopi Goldburgers? Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Mm. Um, someone the other day, uh, my mate um, Baz with two Zs, you know Baz? Yeah. He yeah. sent me a thing, or Cheerio, I can't remember, one of the lads on WhatsApp said, this is genius, and it was a picture of a, a kebab shop called Abra Kebabra. And it's like, what genius? I'm like, lads, there was a shop where I grew up called Abra. This, this Abra Kebabra has been a kebab shop name for generations mm. someone thought of that gag generate decades ago Jason Donovan's brilliant yeah they've all been done brilliant like like the Codfather chip shop yep that's the best one yep yep um, there'd be plenty of good ones out there I just can't think of any off the top of my head now um, yeah what else um, don't do it mate you just no 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 no. it's not worth it is it that that. It won't work. It's not the content we want on this. You know, it that. won't work. It won't work. Unless you thought of a good one before and could pretend it's an ad lib, it won't work. Did you get the little audio clip I sent to you of Chatterbix? Yes. Mm. We nearly got a shout out. It was sort of half a shout out. We did get a shout out. Yeah. Not mm. a shout out. They mentioned us. That's different. That. Do you know what I like about that podcast is the honesty they have? Because they do half hour every day. And basically, it's what we talk about and how we sound before we actually come online. <laughs> the real us, yeah. But they don't have the they don't have the switch to flick to to be all yeah. fun. They just can't be bothered. We can't. Yeah, I like that, and I admire that. You know? I I often find myself trying to get it, you know, get myself going and yeah, up just for you because you you're you know you're I'm, I'm a hell of a boy and you're always motivated. <laughs> Do you have to? Do you feel sometimes like in the mornings you have to shake a load of hands just to get yourself up for it? Like, you know, you're feeling a bit down. You shake a hand, you start to feel a bit better. You shake another hand, you shout hello, you have a little wave, and then all of a sudden, you're there. Um, I do find that approaching Christmas, I, it's a really familiar feeling, is that, like, it's it's nine in the morning on Tuesday now, folks, where we are, and at one o'clock, I'm getting a train to London, and oh, it's nice. a it's a inverted commas work thing, mm. but it will be boozy and long and I'll be getting home at probably one, two in the morning again. Yes. Um, Tie around your head. 
yeah like you know but two and a half hour car journey home is mm. the reality of it from london so it's like you know i won't be driving well, obviously you, but you won't be driving it, will you no but i no not. but i find no but i find myself thinking like oh god how am i going to get up for it but i get there i see a few people mm. have a pint suddenly i'm thirsty and i'm back in the game get like derude sandstorm on you know that. Oh, hold on <laughs> <laughs> and Carnfoy, <laughs> bellissima DJ Quicksilver, you think, oh, yeah. What's this, feel- what's this feeling I've got? With a little bit of luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it. We're straight back in Eros. Uh, this song came on the other day. On uh, I just put, I got in the car and just, I didn't hadn't put anything on Spotify, but Apple Music or something automatically played in my car, which she's never done before. Mm. And it started playing Rude Boy Garage tunes from the Eros days. Mm. And the kids were like, mate, these tunes are whack. They're absolutely whack. I said, no, mate, no. This was us dominating in the 9-8, the 9-9. Yeah, yeah. We weren't we weren't dominating. We just went out sometimes. Yeah, we were lukewarm. That's probably what we were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gerald Arasa dominated Eros. We didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Gerald Arasa, some of you might remember, played a bit of centre, but mainly on the wing for Saris for a few years. Great bloke. Um, inappropriately, we used to tell people his nickname was sexual. His middle name was sexual. Um, Mm. sexual harasser which was just a great joke in the late 90s it was a great joke wasn't it yeah well who was that guy from um succession he had the nickname and no one could work out why and then all of a sudden i can't remember who's that uh it's one of the guys they always talked about but basically he was a no-gooder and i'm gone have you you seen the uh afterlife is it the afterlife clip with um i've forgotten the guy's name the therapist who does the dolphin yeah yeah have you seen the clip, the outtakes of them doing the nicknames yep. in the pub of the bloke? That is one of, of the have, funniest man. pieces of TV I've ever seen. Of course I have. Do the beauty of it, though, is that they keep changing the names as I well. I know, I know. <laughs> so, like, uh, my parking bum. <laughs> How was shit, mum? Shit, mum. Like, AIDS. <laughs> It's just like it's just like it, but they get better and better. And for me, that scene, that scene is funny. Uh, the Office is number one; will always be number one. And they're re-showing yeah. it on BBC, apparently repeating it. Oh, but brilliant. it's number one. Like it's the greatest comedy show of all time in my book. Probably yours too. But that scene from Afterlife is. I was thinking about this. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then I think maybe the dolphin scene. The therapy scene yeah. might be the second funniest thing I've ever seen. Got a bit of ratty's <laughs> jizz on his shoe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, mate, it's bloody class. You know, it's you bloody like, class. Ricky Gervais just must be rubbing his hands together, thinking, "Oh, this is just golden." You know, yeah. Even if, I mean, he, even if it doesn't make the actual cut, we're going to put it out online, and people oh. are going to lap it up. Like a, it's like, like when a you and I spaniel hit a tap. <laughs> exactly it yeah like um we when we were doing those bbc wales videos for six nations they're really good fun and we did something with steve spears mm. and he says three words and we're like oh my god he's just made this 10 times better than we would have made it yeah and then it was it was good with just us two it was all right but he's just like upped it massively with three words and a look ricky gervais must have had that times ten thousand plus 100 million pounds yeah or when uh we had andy powell in the golf buggy and, oh. up and he went I th- he went hey <laughs> I thought you said Dave. That's why he said, hey, Dave, Dave. Dave. Hey, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Oh, Paulie. Ah, oh, it's great, isn't it? I love He's it. He's 
He's bloody great, yeah. I think he's, he's doing a decent great. job now, coaching around Nottinghamshire somewhere. Is he? Yeah, I was I get the I got the birthday text from him. Oh great. Yeah. That's nice of him. Yeah. That was my birthday. Happy birthday, Shank. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say Shanks. How was your Shank. birthday? Yeah, it's nice, nice, quiet, didn't do much. Just went out for a bit of brunch. Where? A place called Ocho in Penarth. We do a good brunch, I had a veggie breakfast. And really enjoyed, okay. really enjoyed it. Uh my my real birthday though was Thursday. That's when I went out with the lads. Oh here we go. Golf. Oh here we go. Yeah. A nice round Bloody. of golf. Well, my ticket to Lashville, Tennessee, was it? Played with a guy called James Rainbird. You might have heard of him. And yeah. I, he, he only hits Pro V1 balls, okay? So that's a four-quid ball. And I think he lost 18 Is balls. that a lot for a ball? Yeah. Oh, he God, lost 18 it. balls. So we were calling them Pro V guns. Yeah. Because um, he lost two off the first tee. Just sliced it right into the trees. Gone. See you later. Um, and I honestly think, like, a person with three shoulder ops, like an Achilles reconstruction, four skin tag removals, and a testicle tuck <laughs> could do a better job than him. Why didn't you invite me then? <laughs> Pennies dropped. <laughs> I honestly think anybody who's picked up a club for the first time could do a better job. Anyway... He's just bubbly. I cooked a load of sausages, field and flour. Delicious. What well like, I mean. They're the best. I've tried they are, yeah. sausages yeah, they are, yeah. from butchers. The, from the farmhouse jobs there are the best, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we had four sausages on the way around. Uh, and he just, he texts the group after saying, love that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> 80 quid on balls down. <laughs> he didn't come in on one hole. I was partnered with him. I don't think he came in on one hole. Me and Bubs did a count back and... Nothing, just he'd be great for corporate day. days for trick shots because what you can do off the tee is incredible. Yeah, you could never, you could never do it again. That's the problem. Well, you'd, you'd never do it twice. You can because he's that bad. But twice the slice. Yeah, we have him for his company. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Mm. Yeah, he's our special friend. As long as he pays for stuff, and he also does mortgages stuff. now at Pink Big Loan. So um, Google him, search for him, you get a good rate. There we are. Okay. I have to say something nice, don't I? Because I've just hammered him. Yeah. Um, I saw, among others, Lee Best and Ian Bolshaw at the weekend, ah, yeah. and they um, it was a surprise party for um, Ollie Barkley's fortieth, and it's a bit annoying because he looks twenty eight. Yeah, um, hate him. Oh, it breaks me. Um, he looks immaculate, but then um, he. So anyway, lo- loads of lovely people were there, but um, it was in East London. Bethnal Green, mate. It was very trendy, edgy. Mm. Um, I wore my white pumps, felt fine. Mm. Um and um they were with Bestie and uh Bolsh work in the city now and they're like, mate, make sure you tie your mortgage down, get a fixed rate now for as long as possible. If they offer you ten years, take ten years. Get a fixed rate as lo- as quickly as possible mm-hmm. because interest rates are gonna fly. So I'm actually a bit surprised. They were both that. twelve points down. Mm. So and they could have meant anything by that. But why? Like, but you don't have a mortgage, so <laughs> why, why would they say that to you? You're not talking to Jiffy, mate. <laughs> You're not talking to Jiffy. Um, unfortunately, I do, Tommy, because oh, okay, um, yeah. I don't. I don't want to go on about being a divorced dad of three, but there aren't many divorced dads of three who don't have mortgages. I'm afraid. You can say that now, can't you? Three. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Look- I think. 
this is not what our pod's about, but I think three's enough. Um, my uh, a lady yesterday, so her friends, so um, makes nanny. Months. No, nanny oh, was okay. picking up the girls from school. Most go my girls' classes, and we had to park on like a bit of a <clears throat> a bit of a you know a slight slope. So the the car is the side of the car. It's almost like it's tipping down a slope, just a little bit. Mm. On you park on the curb, something, and um, she's got three. She's got the new Defender, yep. and she's got three child seats across the back, yep. and they just about fit. It's fine, but because the car is tilting a bit to the right, the middle seat with the biggest girl in it has it sort of is dropping down a little bit. It's heading towards the right hand side of the car, so she has to push it back up in order to get the seat belt in. And she says to the kid, "Can you get out?" And she says, "No, I'm in now." And she'd have to climb over another kid. So she's reaching over another kid. She's reaching over one kid and her child seat to try with all of her strength to push the middle car seat uphill so that she can get the seat belt around it and plugged in. Mm. And I thought to myself, add another kid to that mm. and you're living, you know, a version of hell. It could challenge, like, wouldn't it, on Crystal Maze? Mate. Or the Krypton, Krypton factor. factor. Yeah. Yeah. Not out, or superstars, not having it. So I, 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 I think, think three's enough. At the end. What, Krypton Factor? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big time. TV used to be so simple, didn't it? Mm. It yeah. used to be so simple, and now it's so blimmin' complicated, Tommy. There's so much out there. There's so many different networks and bloody apps. Well, I try oh. to show my kids Little Britain, but they've all been removed. Yeah, you're not allowed to watch that anymore, Tommy. No. I, I sort of saw some, I found some on YouTube. YouTube black um, or dark, uh, the web, obviously, and uh, they um, there's only had little highlights of it. Uh, yeah, so it's gone. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, the world's moving on, isn't it? Yeah, the world's moving on, fella. Yeah, the world's moving on, fella. Um, yeah. So yeah, I went, up, I went up to East London. Um, I stayed at Andy Beatty's house in Surrey, which was good because it meant that we. We were leaving at 11, so we left at about 1 um, on sort of early Sunday morning. But I had a lie-in in Beast's spare room, and he went off to Lapland with his kids at 7.30. Broken man, sitting in the passenger seat. And I got when I went downstairs, it was like, I don't know, half eight, nine when I left. Was anyone there? I went downstairs. No, everyone was gone except the dog. And I let myself out. But on the kitchen table, just by the door, was a now-cooling travel mug full of coffee so I know that he set off and forgot his coffee which made me happy mm. made me really happy what did you mm. do like did you just have a little wander around just drawers and stuff and yeah. it's almost like Anything it's not I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna nick money but it was like they got they had loads of packs of face masks so I just took a pack of face masks with 10 in it 10 face masks I took those yeah, and they had loads of loads of hand sanitizer so I just took one of those and they got like um you know, like you go to a shop and they've got the big box that's full of the little packs of chewing gum. Yeah. They'd obviously bought the box. They had the whole box. Oh, right. So I, they had 48 packet box. Must have had 35 packets left. So I just took four packets of Wrigley's. Someone's got extra. bad breath. Well, no, I just got my, I've got an active jaw. No, I mean them. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember, do you remember when we went down to Roslyn Park and we had, I don't think you did the Q&A, you are just in the audience, but it was like, Six before six, wasn't it? It's six pints before six p.m. and then straight on into a uh, yep a Q and I think David Kirk might be in the MC. There you go. He's, first, a, he's a good bloke. Yeah, first time I met there. 
a strange little man. I like him. He is strange. And yeah. he's, he's small, but small's all right. But um, I, I shared a bed with uh, Andrew BT, and I might have said this before, but when I woke up, and you have this unwritten rule when you share a bed with a bloke that you just face the other way, no matter what. <laughs> and I was, well, bo- both of you need to do that. And I, was fa- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was facing the window. And I woke up in the morning, turned over, and there he is looking at me. Like staring at me while I was sleeping. <laughs> Freaked me out a bit. I mean, I get it if you're in the garden or you're on the street with a pair of binoculars. But we're <laughs> <laughs> actually there. You're upon me. And you know what I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm quite open-minded. You know, it takes a lot to phase me. <laughs> it got you, did it? <laughs> yeah, it got me. I tucked it back in, did it? <laughs> <laughs> God's sake, put some um, pants on. I've got an unusual situation here, Tommy, in that I'm sitting here in socks. I've got, I've got pants on, trousers. Pink Crocs. Um, t-shirt, like an overshirt, like a denim overshirt. Don't worry about it. Denim mm. shirt and a coat. I'm wearing a coat in my house. Mm. It's so cold in this house that basically there are certain areas in the house where if you stand next to a door or a window, you are effectively outside. Yeah, but your house was built in the same era as Windsor Castle. So what do you expect? So I've got a bloke coming around, Marius with a Z. He's mm. coming around to have a look and he's, he says he can sort my windows out, mm. which means filling in gaps with resin and it means a bit of putty here and there and it means new ropes and weights and brushes. And it's like, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of work goes into an old window. Not much resin around at the moment, mate. A massive factory in Europe blew up recently. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've done all the fixing, you need them all decorating, and it's like, oh, my God. I had one guy come round early on when we got the house, and uh, didn't know him. He was recommended by someone I'd just met that day. He said, I'll ring him for you if you want. I said, oh, go on then. I said, you can come round if you want. He literally got him on the phone. Come round. And he said, I can do your windows. Yeah, what we do is we'll take them out, recondition them, do this, make sure... 1250 quid a window and if you can do cash I'll swallow the VAT I said that's excluding VAT I'm not joking mm. it was 50, so including VAT 1500 quid a window yeah but you want to take a little bit extra off as well because he's not paying me VAT either so yeah, yeah. okay let, okay let's take it down to a grand mm. imagine a grand a window they're not new windows they're not mm. asking for any new windows so I had Marius come around Marius with a Z and I said mate I got quote I lied and said I got quoted 500 quid a window and mm. he said what mate do not do not go there you do not need to be spending anywhere near that money thought, right first bloke 1250 quid 1500 quid including that per window mm. i mean christ you should just sell your electric bike mate and get them all done no i use that every day i have a little bit left over use it every day mate environmentally friendly fella well apart from the electricity you're using to charge it yeah, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I'm yet to find a solar-powered mountain bike that can get me up a hill. It's, be- <laughs> it's better than diesel, though. So, yeah. Although I don't have a diesel car anymore. Petrol, petrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a hybrid coming, boy. Got a hybrid coming. Don't oh, worry. nice. Which one? Uh, Defender. Mm. Yep. Now you're now you're a family of five. I'm not. I'm not convinced electric vehicles are the way we should be going and I think I'm right in thinking they're not the way we should be going but the government is pushing it because they want quick wins and they don't really know a huge amount about it and it actually what it means is that boringly where I live as you know we park where I live in town so we park on the road and my parking permit 
is going to go up from 110 quid because of the engine because you've got big engines you don't have a hybrid i got told on the it could be completely wrong but a mate of a mate of a mate's wife told who works for the council said it they're thinking about taking it up as high as 750 quid a year to park outside your house really? if you don't if you've got a big engine car yeah and it's not a hybrid is that because of all the uh lithium used to make batteries yeah well that, well, that the, the the high parking charge would be if you don't have an electric vehicle yeah. or a hybrid yeah i mean the massive amount of energy can you know consumed massive carbon Alkaline. footprint from from the produ- from the production of removal of lithium production mm. of batteries there's no way to dispose of these batteries we don't know how long they last they're actually in terms of their weight and the amount of energy used to produce them they're actually massively inefficient battery tech is just not that advanced yet um also you know a jcb for example who are if you imagine how many jcbs there are in the world tommy good golf course they are a massive producer of engines they make a huge number of engines they are not going electric they're going internal combustion engine which is what you've got on your car and i've got in my car fueled with hydrogen and okay there are not many places to stop at the local petrol station and get hydrogen but there aren't many places there weren't many places to charge up your car 10 years ago 5 years ago and they're working on the infrastructure but the hydrogen is clean it's um what's the word i've forgotten the word it's sustainable there's not a huge horrible footprint it's i'm the more i read about it the more i think yeah. why on earth are we not pushing in internal combustion engines fueled by hydrogen we're pushing ev and again the more i read about it then i read more i think it's actually i do think it's politicians who understandably don't know a huge amount about it neither do i but they're not actually really working to find out they just want quick wins i think you can start a petition like and get loads of signatures and it has to go to the house of commons is that right do you reckon i'm going to get a hundred thousand signatures well, about internal combustion engines fueled by hydrogen i want to do this to get mark regan back on the Lamanga golf trip <laughs> he did get banned didn't he he got banned yeah but i want to get a petition why did he get banned can you um, say just think, just of, of drunkenness. Yeah, basically, and yeah, uh, I just being a bit too drunk and a bit too annoying, a bit too rude. Yeah, no, f- you know what he's like. He's a lovable bloke, but sometimes there is no filter now and yeah. again when you need a filter on a corporate trip. But everyone misses Babbage, so yeah. so hopefully. He'll come back and because because I miss seeing a black shirt, some frayed, stonewashed, bell-bottom jeans, and a pair of black, lace-up shoes that he's probably had from his England days. Walking yep. into a room with a massive belt buckle, stinking of polo by Ralph Lauren. Yep, I miss that. So, yep. Hopefully we can get him back because he is funny. He is very funny, yeah. And sometimes he's one of those that, you know, you go over and have a chat with him and you sort of spend five, ten minutes with him and then you come away and you think, actually, life's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll be able to get through the next ten years. (laughs) Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, right, Flats, there is some issues with um, your sound, no joke, with a couple of teams over in South Africa. So four yeah, teams are over that, there. Please. Yeah, four teams are over there to play in the URC. Uh, Zebra, Munster, Scarlets, and Blues. Now, the red button was pressed to, for travel restrictions in South Africa, which, with no pre-warning to these sports teams going over there, with golfers as well, I think is is really bad. Because if there was a chance they were going to get locked down, you know, the, no way the games would have gone ahead. And it has a massive knock-on effect now of Europe. Um, Cardiff and Munster are still there. Scarlets and Zebra have been able to get home because there's been no positive cases in the camp and they've been allowed to to travel and they've had to go back to another country i think ireland or belfast uh scarlets went back to they were initially trying to fly into dublin then to go to belfast to find a covert hotel which they could isolate for i'm not sure whether they're going to be able to play um a week saturday in europe i think it's saturday so there's, there's all these massive issues now there's two cases confirmed in Cardiff Rugby there was one in Munster which meant they couldn't travel they've all had to separate now um, they've had to separate the the players that have contracted this new COVID variant um, and it's all up in the air about when they're able to travel or not yeah uh, so you know two teams back two teams still over there I think they're having to train in their rooms they're having to do YouTube sort of videos to, for, for fitness to try and keep their fitness levels up the players that have got it I don't think um, I know from Cardiff uh, rugby aren't too bad so that was the main thing really I forget anything else the the health of the players is okay Um, but uh, you just look at like they they, they wouldn't played they didn't play last weekend they won't play this weekend the following weekend they got to lose at home that's in jeopardy Um, I don't think they can reschedule the games I think it's just going to have to be a 28-0 win to Toulouse, um, which you, know, you probably would have thought Toulouse would have enough at the moment, considering yeah. where Cardiff are right now in terms of of being a favourite, that they probably weren't. Uh, but you never know. You never know. And French teams don't tend to travel that well. You know, you turn up to Cardiff Arms Park and it's wet, it's boggy, it's cold. You can imagine some of these 
to lose superstars just thinking, ah, Pepe Le Poix, whatever that means. Or turning it on and hammering you. <laughs> yeah, there's always an or. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Um, so we don't. So every day, just waiting for news, really, to to find out what's going to go. But then also, it might have a knock-on effect for Quinn's away the following week, and I've yeah. got I've got a nice little trip planned for that. For um, any corporates that fancy it, bus there and back, food, arrival, ticket to the have game. You? Yeah, got a load of booze on the bus, breakfast roll, and then back into Cardiff. Probably get back to Cardiff about seven. Half seven for Christmas drinks, and that is on the eighteenth of December. So, oh my God! That's if anyone fancies that, let me know. I'll be there. That's all you need to know. Yeah, the entertainer, the raconteur, the, the raccoon. Yeah, they did have a lovely time, fellow. Mm. Well done. So yeah, some issues there, and then to top things off, the South African teams are now playing against each other. Oh in right, a, in the derby. Yeah, so they've moved the derby forward. That was meant to be in February. Uh, yeah, to this weekend. So, so yeah, bit of a nightmare. Could Still going off, boy. Could get another Rainbow Cup again. You know, if the South Africa teams can't travel, because no, there was talk of them no. playing over all their home games in Italy. But obviously, then, you know, you you lose home advantage, don't you? Which is a massive thing in sport. No matter where you play, you know, you you got more chance in winning at home, I believe. Yeah. So. We're not sure what's going to go ahead now. So URC, Premier Sport, you know, Sunset and Vine, they all must just be pulling their hair out right now. Thinking, how on earth are we going to finish this season? How on earth are we going to structure it? Because last year was the unstructured one where the league finished and then you had the Rainbow Cup and Benetton actually ended up winning that, which was great. They beat the Bulls in the last game. They also beat Glasgow, I think, as well. But they had an easier run in. There's no doubt about that. But, actually playing really well this year so so yeah so that's that's r- outside of rugby in a nutshell yeah I just the whole Omicron thing is like one like, like a transformer for one it does yeah one um, like a, an executive at Moderna the Moderna has said that the existing Covid vaccines might struggle with Omicron which isn't great news then I read Omicron just isn't that strong a variant it's not that powerful a variant it's not particularly brutal um i don't know but then it just always seems a little bit knee-jerk to just write bang cancel travel i'm not no one's allowed to come to south africa it's almost a bit like oh that's it's only it's not long been lifted really you're like well okay this is i just i've got friends in travel with the travel business and it's almost like you talk to them about it and it's like they have these blanket rules and it's like right africa is closed. Africa's closed. And it's like, hang on a minute, there are lo- lots of parts of Africa where there's hardly any problem at all. It's really well managed. There's hardly anyone there. Whatever it is, I don't know. It just seems a little bit knee-jerk. But I, I, I don't really know what I'm talking f- about. Yeah, I suppose it's until they find out more about Omicron because it's not been around for... for yeah, I just, and I also, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just think, God, that's a quick reaction. I suppose mm. it's probably... I suppose it's probably being... Brief. And also, it's, who funds this now? You know, because they're going to have to charter flights back. You know, who's... Who foots the bill? Because if it's down to the travelling team, you know, no one can afford really six hundred grand to charter a flight back. So you have to borrow more money, but you know, borrowing yeah. doesn't solve anything because you've got to pay it back. So yeah, I'll drive home, get in the car, just go for it. It'd, it'd be actually be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'd have a right laugh, mate. Well, there would, there would be periods. Um, 
my uh, lovely fiance has just delivered me a single um, origin organic coffee. Thanks mm. very much. Mindful. Well done, me. Um, um, we, there would be periods where we were quiet and we were too tired and we wouldn't talk much, but overall it would be quite a good crack, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd have to get a good playlist on. Remember when we used to have fake fights in the car on the A10 on the way home, <laughs> pretend punch-ups in your Hyundai accent to try and convince people we were fighting? <laughs> or, or the best thing would be when someone was crossing a road, like on a green light, and you'd, just, and you'd be right at the front there, and you'd just edge it forward a little bit like you're about to go. Do you remember some old guy was doing it? And Mate, don't. I wasn't going to mention that. And you, you did that. You edged forward like you were about to go, and he started trying to run across the road and he pulled his hamstring he and did he his knee, his knee. I'll never forget it was, it was the crossroads in Putney in a yeah in Putney I honestly I felt so bad he went oh he just oh he ran across and said oh I'll be quick sort of thing went, ah my knee I was like I'm just sorry mate also, it was only a joke also do you know what we used to love we, we know when we were travelling from Stoke Newington uh, to training and we get yeah. to the Manor House or Manor Park Manor House yeah. it was crossroads Manor House pub yeah and all these all these cars on the crossroad were just go for it and even if there's massive traffic they would go into the yellow box yeah and just stay there and that meant that when our lights went green we couldn't cross so yeah. we just go straight up to them stop put the brakes on and just honk the horn as long as we could for like 30 Keep it seconds on. yeah i used to think is the horn going to run out is what i used to think it's going to run out of gas well, what are you doing like you know don't enter the box unless you can leave it that's a golden rule yeah, yeah. but you know they're so desperate in, in a rush they would just cause traffic for no reason but god i used to love doing that yeah, that's brilliant stuff. That's some of the funniest times I've had. I remember um, Pauli, uh, Matt Powell and, and Tomo, who you know people won't know, Dave Thompson, he did play for Saracens back in the day, but when we were there, <laughs> he used to do two tricks. Pauli drove, was driving everywhere and Tomo would do two tricks. There'd be someone like an old lady crossing the road or some school kids or a family or something and Tomo's in the passenger seat and he just whacked Pauli's horn and then in a millisecond pretend to be asleep in the passenger seat. So it's like, it was like Pauli was abusing, you know, a family for taking too long to cross the road. But he did it in such, he did it in supermarket car parks, the lot. And then, um, it didn't, I, I used to have, I look back and think this is really bad. Like, look, it was really bad, but we used to drive along when he wasn't looking people were looking to pull out and we'd flash his headlights so people would pull out. <laughs> it's like, God, how stupid is that? Like, oh. flash the headlights and then just look away as people would pull out but then every time he looked away, you'd put his car in neutral at the lights, you'd sneak his handbrake on. It was just endless and then whenever we got back in the car, if you know, quite often I'd get in my car in the morning and my seat was right the way forward, reclined all the way forward, steering wheel down at the bottom, car in gear, Wipers on, everything on. Music someone's just super loud. Yeah, to someone's you. just been out there and ruined everything and locked my car again. You know, good one is when you're driving and either you're you stopped and someone's walking past, or there's another car next to you with the window down, and you just wind down the passenger's window and shout, "Excuse me!" Yeah, <laughs> and just look straight ahead. I remember um, this is this is inappropriate, but um, it's not that inappropriate. They're my there's favorite a, ones, mate. There's a swear word, but um, you can do what you want with it. But no, I was just with, don't say it, please. Oh yeah, so there was there was uh, Kenzie and I, Matt Kenzie were in the, in his car. He had a little convertible, and walking across the road, and um, said something. This girl, really pretty girl, crossed at the crossing and said something like, um, "I said, oh, Kenzie, I said, ask her out, mate. Just ask her out if you like her that much. Ask her out." <laughs> He's like, "Hey, he said, excuse me, love. Excuse me, excuse me." And she turned around and she went, "Oh, fuck it, you two. <laughs> what? Who are you? <laughs> Never seen you before. Oh, fuck, it's you two. We absolutely pissed ourselves and drove off. Obviously met her at some point. Yeah. yeah. 
quite recognisable you two as well. Those you? are the days, boy. Yeah, Phil mm. and Grant. Yeah. Better get through a little bit of rugby. Otherwise, what's the point of this podcast? Yeah, and I've got a Windows. I've actually got someone to come and look at the Windows again in uh, 24 minutes. So can we hurry up, please? Yeah. Have you been to the gym today? Or too early? Nah, bloody yeah, I meant, I meant That's the third kid, isn't it? It, no, it depends words. when the window guy leaves. I've got to get a train to London. So mm. I'm starting a new program next week. The new program is go more often. Yeah, that's not bad. And yep. just do less reps, heavier. It's easier. It's a lot easier. Yeah, way easier, way better. I did a session yesterday where we're doing right, six, we're doing squats, six sets of eight. Yeah. With my mate Ollie Hayes at So Fit Bath. With, and I, I was like, six sets of eight? No. And then Jamie Miller, who's a guy who played in the back row for Bath for a bit, we're like, no. We got to five, four, five sets. We're like, mate, stop it. Well, I'm doing six. Well, we're not. We're stopping now. We're doing th- all these sets of bench. No, we're stopping now. We're going for we're going for breakfast now. So we had to come basically. I just I forgot to mention uh, we did an event at uh, the Belfry recently for Smith Capita Paper Company. Winner. So it oh, was yeah. a, it was an online conference room. Um, so they had sort of ten delegates in the room, and it was streamed out to to everyone who worked for them, their management teams, and everything. Mm. And Win Evans, we got Win Evans in to do a quiz. Yep, absolutely bloody fantastic. Really? Yep. And I wrote a quiz for him, so I wrote sort of 30, 60 questions actually all together, uh, and just so engaging, so funny. And I just found myself. I was going through the quiz with it, making sure you know he said the right questions, etc. And I just found myself laughing. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Brilliant. It must oh, be, yeah, good to know. Just funny bones. Completely, mate. Completely. So, good to know. That's go compare, man, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That sure is, mate. It's like, you know, I did, the quiz was like random stuff, like what is Postman Pat's surname? What is it? Clifton. You know, little things like this. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Which country has the biggest coastline? In the world? Yep. No, I mean in the universe. Sorry, I thought you, I thought you meant yeah. Okay, um, uh, India, Canada. What country produces the most potatoes? I'm not saying it. America, China. Yeah, okay. you were going to say either, weren't you? It was not. Who has won more Grand Slam titles, Serena Williams or Roger Federer? Serena Williams. Yep. What was Usain Bolt's 100 meter time? Nine eight. What? Nine eight or nine six seven five or something. Nine six. Nine six. Nine point six five. I think it was nine point five eight. Yeah, yeah close. Random. Very stuff. good. What no, is, it's good hey, stuff. No, what what is what is known what fruit is known as the ladyfinger? Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me. Fruit of the forest. Um don't know. Banana. Is a Jaffa cake a cake or a biscuit? Biscuit. No. Uh, it was legally went to court. It was legally called uh, in nineteen ninety one a cake, uh, which means wow. there's less fat. On cakes and biscuits. Oh, great! Yeah, what three what three sauces make up a prawn cocktail? Ketchup, mayonnaise. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Sriracha. Don't know. What's the sauce? What is the number one selling flavour of Walker's crisps? Ready salted cheese and onion. Really? Yep. I think that's not true. I haven't done very well on this quiz. Uh, no. Right, rugby. It's a very good yeah. quiz, though. Right, okay. rugby. Because <laughs> uh, I'm failing the quiz. Um, I'm me, revealing myself as a thicker. Quickly. Um, in the URC. So, uh, Ulster beat Leinster 20 points to 10, and that was yeah. at the RDS in Leinster. At the RDS. No one really does that to Leinster. The Unloaded show tomorrow is on, 
Uh, I think it's on at four o'clock. Myself, Stephen Ferris, John Barkley. We'll be chatting to Leo Cullen, um, who is basically a stretched version of me with hair. Yeah. Uh, just Ulster defensively, brilliant, really good, uh, real good physicality as well. Just outmuscled Leinster really. Um, Connor hammered the Ospreys. Yeah, forty-six well. points was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mac Hansen, really good player, Aussie. Um, Fifteen or wing, just. Just brilliant. Like the Connor Colby is what his name is. Benetton yeah. beat Glasgow by one point. Um, Marine, uh, substitute number 10, had another kick to win it. He did the same against Edinburgh with a drop kick. I think it was, or was it a penalty? It might have been a drop kick early on in the season. This one was a penalty. Glasgow were on Benetton's five-meter line, right, with a minute to go. Winning by two points. Lose it. Yeah. Three penalties away, one after the other. Get himself, ben, allows Benetton to get themselves in position. Yep. See you later. And that was it, really, of much notice. Edinburgh beat the Dragons. Again, Mike Blair's doing a, a really good job with Edinburgh. They've become less pragmatic, I think, less predictable. And they play, not with an all-out attack, but they're certainly more creative and yep. from the go as well. You know, it's not like they're trying to build themselves into games. The game starts... <laughs> They're going for it, and that's just because of personnel as well. They've got some really good players. They've they got uh, you know, a, a good pack to start with, which gives them a fair bit of stability. But then you know, they've got like Ben Velikot's been really good for him yeah. uh, at nine. Blair King's very sharp, isn't he? Yeah. Um, probably not a 10, but can fill in there. Really good yeah. versatility. But then you know, James Lang is, is good. Um, Hoyland, um, decent as well. So They've they've got some some good players and then you've got like um, Magnus Bradbury, uh, Nick Hainan, so some quality players. Yep. Anyway, anyway, I watched a tiny bit of Gallagher Premiership, but yep. I want you, I want you to to tickle me like I just did to you. Okay, it doesn't have to be long. Uh, Sarri's sale that was kind of the big one because Alex Arneson was going back to Sarri's and all that, but also because Sale are. You know, very very physical, and they had a big load of big South Africans playing. Lou Diaga among the, amongst them. Sarri's won it. I mean, Byron McGuigan lost his head with Nick Tompkins. Completely. Absolutely lost his head. Double judo throw, ridiculous. Um, shouted red when the ref gave him a red. You're like, mate, if there was anything redder than red, you'd have got it. Ridiculous. Um, also, you know, if you're going to lose it, lose it. If you're going to lose it, lose it. Don't throw someone on the floor. You know, go for it. And no, I don't. Um, so that didn't help at all. Saris were just a better team. Um, didn't have to do a huge amount. Billy Vunapola was on exceptional form. Yep. Uh, Malin scored a night. I mean, it, Malin's played well. Lots of guys played well. It just didn't have to play that well. It was a bit of a slugfest at times. But you might even argue that one of the biggest creative differences was Billy Vunapola with his little dummy yep. dummy break ball over the top. It was like, wow, just beautiful. So he was excellent. Mako was excellent. The scrum ripped into sale at the start of the game. Made a big difference. So that was... It, that was interesting. Um, Quinn's Irish. Quinn's were off it. Mm. Irish were on it. They had a few opportunities, took them all. Curtis Rona and Bernard uh, Jansen van Rensburg in the midfield were brilliant. Jansen van Rensburg was excellent, involved in everything. Curtis Rona was ridiculously good. Uh, ridiculously good. It's the best I've seen him play. Mm. Played really well. Ollie Hassel Collins, um, El Bushero'd a, um, a three on two, two on one, four on seven, whatever you want to call it. Um, but an opportunity tucked it under his arm, went himself. Oh, and you think, as he, especially against Quinns, has he knackered himself there in his team? Because 
wins won't stop. Uh, anyway, that was a, a good win for London Irish. They loved that. Worcester game postponed, game moved, all that sort of stuff. Horrendous weather, 24-all draw at Newcastle. Not the best game because of the conditions, but some lovely stuff. Um, Adam Radwan's try back inside off 10, lovely line. Flats, obviously, if the game was what? postponed or cancelled, it's 24-all. That's it now. So Yeah, they did actually play. Oh, they did? They did play, yeah, it, was, it wasn't oh. a joke. Um, yeah, yeah, they they played. They yeah, and it was actually Worcester did really well. They'll be thrilled with that. Um, yeah, I know. That. I was just testing, just making sure everyone was listening. What well, uh, good stuff. What well on you? Uh, Wasp Gloucester. Jacob Umanga had a mixed game. Did some really nice stuff. Also made a couple of mistakes that cost his team. A poor clearance led to a Gloucester try, but he, he scored one himself, kind of out of nothing a bit later. Um, so that that was a competitive game. Gloucester just like, looked like they're having tons of fun. To be honest, they look they look good. They look really good. Twelve trees was outstanding. Uh, went through untouched through the middle to score. Northampton Saints reasonably comfortably beat Bristol. Bristol do not look themselves. Yeah, um, do you know with what the big budgets as as well. Yeah, got three games so far. Yeah, and Nathan Hughes playing, but Fitz Harding was their best player at number eight. Mm. It was fantastic. Randrandra's not playing, I know that. They just, I'm watching them thinking they just look formulaic. And that's not what I thought to say about Bristol. But then they lose, so they got hammered in the scrum, right? So they're tight, they've lost, they've lost Arfoa, Sinclair not playing, Arfoa, Max Laheef, who can play tight head, starts the game, gets injured, I think his shoulder goes off. They end up with a loose head playing tight head, and it's just against Alex Waller, that's a nightmare, right? So mm. against, so. They're always going to struggle in the scrum after that. I watched that happen and I thought they are toast now and they were and it really cost them and Pat Lamb said after the game something like, you know, that's the, that's, that's the beauty of having a system. We can go back and we can find exactly where things went wrong and we can fix it. And I thought it just isn't all about systems. It just isn't. I will not be told that rugby is all about systems and processes. And anyway, what is your post-match review system? I'm, I'm sure it's excellent and there's, it's, you know, meticulous but so is everyone else's. The system is, let's have a look at the scrums. Let's have a look how to do them better. Mm. Let's have a look at coaching a loose head, how to play tight head a bit better in case he has to. What else are you going to do? What else is what else is the system? Do you update it, a software update, and then you win again? It's kind of, they look formulaic. They don't look to be holding defenders. They just don't, it, it, they don't look like much of a threat beyond the odd it, individual, a couple of who are missing. But beyond an individual getting the ball and doing something, they don't look terribly threatening and they look way off form at the moment. Can I ask you a question on Bath and Exeter? I don't know why I've asked, if I can ask you one, because I'm going to... Uh, okay. Now, Sam Simmons scores, try under the post. What do you, how do you defend that? Because obviously... Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Obviously, you've got the uh, threat of the extra scrum pushing you over, so you need eight-man shove. But then, as an open side or blind side... You've got to be right on it. You know, you can't really be committing too much because you've got to worry about the pickup. Okay, I'm glad you asked. And by the way, dear listeners, this was not a setup, but um, I saw it and I immediately, un, you know, unsurprisingly, had a view on it. And I thought, that is my view. That is definitely what I think. I'm not going to tell these people what I think. I'm going to see what they think. And I showed it, texted it to two former England fly halves mm. and showed it to another former England fly half who I saw. Now, I won't say their names because they, they haven't asked me to. Why fly halves? Uh, Just out of interest. I'll tell you now. Okay. Because I looked at that scrum and I thought, well, firstly, context. 
if the, the scrum before Exeter absolutely mullered Bath, drove them back off, they've drove them back over the top of themselves, penalty, brutal scrum, right? So well done then, Ben Moon off the bench, hard work. So very shortly after they get a scrum even closer to their line. So if you're in the back row, yep. your front row are saying to you, this is your first job. So there are threats everywhere because it's Exeter and they're a good team and they're a pro team. However, the first threat is the scrum. If we don't defend that and we think that actually Stuart Hogg might get it in the 13 channel, let's all go and defend there. You have to defend. If if the scrum gets mullered again and it's a penalty try, you have definitely lost the game. It's definitely gone. So the back row, especially after the last scrum and considering where the scrum is, needs to commit. Now, it's the old back row paradox. Brutal. You can't really win. However, I the reason I asked the fly halves is because Danny Cipriani comes off the bench, and it could have been anyone, but it was Cipriani. And there are threats coming round. There are threats coming round, you know, round the back of the scrum. There's lots to think about. I know that. And normally, your flanker on the left of the scrum, because it was a central scrum, so yeah. Tom Ellis would be the guy that should get to Simmons. He has to scrum. Simmons is clever and he goes quickly before the scrum really gets going. So he's clever, right? However, I think the fly half, in this case Cipriani, has to know that. We're talking about one of the most rugby intelligent players the league's ever seen. He has to know that scrum threat one is scrum. He can't do anything about that. He's intelligent in attack, mate. I wouldn't say, like, you know, he's a master... Well, what I'm saying is system. he knows the game, yeah. right? Okay. So the the scrum, so threat one is scrum. Threat two is Sam Simmons. Threat three is Exeter Chiefs moving the ball wide, which for them is the highest risk option at that point, behind on the scoreboard, last play and all that stuff. You have to stand tight enough that no one's expecting Danny Cipriani to knock Sam Simmons back into next week, but you have to get a shoulder on him. So I asked one fly off, then another, then another. And they said, don't reckon he'd have stopped him, but he has to slow him down. He has to get a shoulder on. And you can blame Tom Ellis on the left-hand side of the scrum a bit. You can. Should have got off quicker. Equally, if he doesn't commit to that scrum, they will definitely lose the match. So it's difficult. I think think it's a really poor piece of fly-half defence. And I think the game, when they brought on Simpson and Cipriani, are very experienced, excellent players. And Bath didn't look better when they brought them on. They shouldn't. Orlando Bailey might have been hurt, but for me, it's easy with hindsight. But I was watching the game, thinking I would have left the other two lads on if they're fit, if they were fit. Spencer and Bailey looked much better. Um, so I thought that was, you know what, Tommy? They might have scored anyway, but at least get a shoulder on him. So for me, ten has to stand tighter and front up. I'm not sure if it was uh, it might have been Joe Simpson on at the scrum, but communication from nine has to be quicker because you look at the the flanker it comes up way too late Simmons has gone past him already so there needs six to, steps there needs to be touched him yeah much better louder communication there for to tell him when when to break because that you're going to know that threat is coming but I, I do agree with you you know in terms of moving the whole backs in because if you're going to let him score you know make him score on the outside you know, I thought I've thought two things Tommy right I've scrum thought half has to stay has to stay on the right yeah has to yep. if he if he follows round it's going to be too easy for um, extra scrum off to to pick up left, but really bad communication. So I thought two things. Sorry to interrupt you. I, two right. things. One is, I thought to myself, I remember having a scrum 
against, I think it was Leicester, in that position years ago. And James moved on. We, right? It has moved on, I know, that's my point. And I hate people that do it. I hate it when people do this yeah. a lot of time. But I remember Butch James coming over and the scrums were tough. Julian White was playing and we were losing on points in those scrums. It was like, right, we're not going backwards, but we're only not going backwards because I'm going down a little. I'm going down once one every three scrums. I'm basically going down under pressure because Julian's, it was just, they were on it that day, right? And we survived it and we won the game. I think it was fine, but it was a tough period which came when you're playing against Julian. So we so we have this scrum and Butch comes over and shouts to uh, Michael Lippman and he says, Lippy, he said, I won't say the exact words, you scrum the F out of them and I'll make the hits. And I remember Lester picking and going, you don't know what's happening, but you look back on the video on the Monday and Butch has stepped in tight and hammered somebody. Mm. I forget it was number eight. It, might, it wasn't Henry Tuolangi, it was someone. He, Martin Corris, he's hammered them. He hasn't like made the tackle. He's battered them. Now, Butch was different because yeah. he was very powerful Unique. and a maniac and just wonderful to play with. Like, I'll tell you that. Amazing. So that's different. But then that's exact. It was a different, different position on the field. It was further right, whatever. But it was five metres from our own line. And if we didn't commit to the scrum, we were definitely going to concede the penalty try. So Butch did that. That is, that is what I thought of as soon as I saw it happen. And I thought years ago, Tommy when um, someone, I mean, it can't have been Richard Hill, but somebody was slow off the back of a scrum at Sarri's. You were playing, and Tomas Castagneb was playing 10, and he leathered them. I think it was in Newcastle, number eight. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was, Walton or somebody. And Tommy leathered him. And that's the, Tommy was small, but very powerful. But I thought, never mind the actual collision. This is someone who knows they have to defend there yeah. and is willing to put their body in the way. And I thought... I'm brave enough. And brave enough, and I actually saw that defence and I thought that is either really poor understanding, really soft, or both. That's what I thought. Okay. I also saw, um, again, I won't name him, um, a Bath player during the week. Um, I haven't asked him and, he, and we were talking about commentary and stuff and having a bit of a laugh and he said, you know, I was talking to some of the lads and we, you know, we think you could be too nice sometimes. You could actually be a bit more critical and get away with it. So there you go. That was shoddy as frig. And that is, if you're Stuart Hooper, that is a horrendous way to lose a game with someone who was a very clear threat. It's not a surprise that he's picking and going, running in unopposed in the last minute when when everyone's bodies have been on the line for 75 minutes. Bath were brilliant, mate. It was so good, so physical. And then that is so soft, it's pathetic. Yeah. Well done, mate. All right, boy? Yeah, shooting from the hip. I like it. Hi, mate. Oh, nice one. Oi, did you see Jamie Carragher and uh, Roy Keane going at it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, to be honest, mate, it's whoever can shout the loudest. Yeah. Me, 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 Carragher's like, nee, 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 nee. he's so high-pitched, isn't he? It's great content now. I really like the video of uh, Gary Neville just yeah, I smiling. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's great, isn't it? Did you, see, did you see Rio Ferdinand's reaction? Yeah. <sighs> it was something to do with, like... He's won this amount of titles. You can't argue with him. You haven't won the league. You haven't won the league, mate. You stop arguing because he's won the league multiple times and you haven't. And it was just like, uh, no. And then Carragher fires back into Ferdinand and Ferdinand's like, I was only joking, mate. See you Monday night or whatever he said, you know. Yeah, backtracking. It was a bit, I was a bit like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like you're, it's almost like two pundits have got massive traction, massive exposure 
And it was almost like, I want to be part of this, so I'm just going to pile in and yeah. slag one of them off to add to it. I was like, mate, you don't need to do that. I think I might do that this weekend up in uh, Glasgow. I'm up there covering Glasgow Dragons. <laughs> so. With John Barks? No, he's uh, he's away, I think. I think he might be in New York. Oh, God. He works for a whiskey company. He was in Dubai last week, mate. Oh, mate. He's big time. He's bloody big time. hell. He, he is, isn't he? Yeah. See, uh, see he put, put a picture of his garden up. Well, look how snowy it is up here. Yeah. Humble brag, 30-acre plot. I've been on Google Earth and had a look at his house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all that he's got stone dash walls mate it's not <laughs> he hasn't he has the three point turn on his drive Shocker. yeah he's got yeah he's got security by his gates anyway right um, two things quickly you've got to watch 100 foot yeah. wave on Sky uh, yeah okay not Sky yeah. Atlantic Sky documentary and also I've just started watching I know I'm late to the party on this uh, Narcos Mexico just started it last night unbelievable I started it because Matt Ruskin, who we did a video for the other week yep. on Twitter, just said it's so good, and I always like yep. it. I trust his judgment. It's, it's so good. Brilliant. Not a sp- It's not like a spin-off, is it? It's brilliant. No, nope. true story as well. It's apparently, like they, fourteen. They, sorry, they show a lot of uh, real footage. In it yeah, well. so good. Yep. And apparently, fourteen peaks is really good. And Alex Corbusero's sister Claudia, who used to work with Sunset and Vine BT, she's an associate producer on it. Apparently, it's awesome. She's awesome as well. She's brilliant at her job. So apparently 14 Peaks is genuinely banging. So I'm going to try and watch that next week. Just before we went online, when we were sort of talking about how crap life is, etc., we said, oh, this doesn't have to be a long one. Yeah, but then I got that coffee, didn't I? 58 minutes, yeah. <laughs> I got that coffee then. Cheers, mate. That's what you said to your fiancé. <laughs> I do say mate, actually, sometimes. Probably call her Trev, don't you? Cheers, Trev. You find that, you find that weird, don't you? Cheers, Trev. Right. Anyway... Okay, uh, mate. That's it. See you later, babe. Okay, mate. Bye, babe. See you, doll. Bye, babe. See you, sweet. Bye, son. Ta-ra. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.